Welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to make your Disney vacation as magical as possible in just about 20 minutes a week. I'm your host, Sandy, and with me this week is Jeff Caviello, our ride master, joining us for today's episode. Hi, Sandy. How are you? I'm doing great, Jeff. How are you? A a little bit of our own rewind this week, which is appropriate. It is. So for those of you that we've thrown off, I am normally your Disney master, not your host. But Jeff and I are coming to you live from Walt Disney World. We had a great opportunity to preview Guardians of the Galaxy Galactic Rewind for you. And those of you that have heard me talk about rides before, you know I'm a little extra sensitive to motion sickness. (laughs) I was prepared with my C-bands, my Dramamine. I will admit that I received a call from my nephew last week that said, Aunt Sandy, don't even try it. Sorry, Adam, I was going to try it anyhow. But multiple cast members along the way said to me, I wouldn't necessarily do it if I were you. And Jeff, what was your take on whether I made the right call? Well, I will say this. If you are someone that is prone to motion sickness and you're a listener here, you're certainly not alone. There are plenty of people that are, they don't come to Walt Disney World for the attractions that are a little bit more on the adventurous side. And this ride is very much on the adventurous side. You made the right call for you because in no uncertain terms, this is now, in my opinion, probably the most intense. And, and I would say it is the best roller coaster on property. It is, it is absolutely, upon having ridden it, become my favorite attraction on property immediately. It was very, very well done. So the Imagineers have succeeded again. They have upped their game. Those of you here seeking the thrills. So I'm going to take you back to the beginning for a minute, and then we'll walk you through the ride. This attraction is going to open May 27th, 2022. It is at the very, very front of Epcot. It is in part of Future World. And they're still kind of playing around with some of the walking paths and things, both because they're trying to limit who can get really close so that they don't disappoint people for the preview as well as what they're opening up. But May 27th, that's going to be Memorial Day weekend for all of you wondering. 42 inches to be able to ride. It you, is. You need all 42 inches for this ride. There's no, there's no doubt about it. It's not one of those, let's put some uh, thick socks on your children to get them on this ride. The height def- definitely matters. It's, it's an intense experience. It is an accessible ride with transfers out of wheelchairs and one of the things that i love about disney accessibility since i did already admit that i took the chicken exit if you do the chicken exit you will see one of my favorite examples of accessibility in disney the dogs are not able to do this ride so you will see the cages in that area for those that are doing transfer but more importantly you're all probably wondering how do i get on And when the ride opens, there will be no standby line. It is going to be that individual select attraction. So again, I'm gonna take a stab in the dark. We haven't heard anything official, but since right now there's only one ride per park on individual select attraction, those of you looking to get on Frozen, I think it means from May to August, Frozen's gonna go back onto Genie Plus. And again, nothing official, but my bet is we're going to see it at $15 per person per day to start. They're going to go for the big money. But you don't have to spend money. 
they are going to have a limited capacity virtual queue. So I'm going to give you my little strategy hint here. Virtual queue is going to open at the same time as that individual select attraction purchase and at the same time as your first Genie Plus selection. Virtual attraction first, individual select attraction second, and then Genie Plus third because you don't want to miss this. Jeff's telling you it's the thing to do. Listen, if you've listened to anything I've said, you know that I haven't been a big proponent of paying to get on rides. I, I long for the days of the standby line. And the standby, the, virtual, the, the queue, the regular queue on this ride is something you don't want to miss. So I, I definitely recommend, as we'll talk about that in a minute, going through it. But if you, the only way you get on this ride is to pay to get on this ride, pay to get on this ride. It's, it's actually changing the game adding on to what we've done with Rise of the Resistance and the stuff over in Batu, it's certainly taking the Disney attractions to the next level. And it's clear that they've been challenged by those, those folks down the street, and I think that they're responding with their own intellectual property in a very big way. That's awesome, and I think you bring up a great point, Jeff. If you're purchasing it as an individual select attraction, you're only gonna purchase it for the people who are tall enough to ride and unlike me have the stomach to ride. <laughs> right. If you're doing the virtual queue, I recommend you get it for everybody. Similar, if you've done Flight of Passage, you can get online as a family, you can go through the queue, the music is great, the lighting, the displays, all kinds of great information as you're getting ready to go to really feel like you're taking this journey. And there are two pre-show rooms that you can go through as well. You can literally chicken exit right before they enter the ride car. Well, and let's talk about the queue for a second, right? Because as, as you go on, if you're, if you're very familiar with the source material, you've seen these movies, you know who these characters are, it hits you in a very, very fun and exciting way. If you're not, if you're not somebody that knows who these characters are and you're just going along for the thrill ride, a lot of very, very cool visuals to check out. As you said, the lights, the sound, there's video packages, there's 3D models of ships, of cities. So from a visual perspective in the queue, just every time you turn, there's something new to look at, something new to listen to. And they're really telling the story, building you as you get into one of those two pre-show rooms that you talked about, where obviously the story really starts to build to set you off on that attraction. So even as you're waiting, you know, we, Sandy and I were talking about the, the changes that they made to something as simple as the line. You know, there's no longer that chain that, that, that chains off certain areas that maybe we'll use when it's really, really busy. Now it's a what appears to be a machine-operated glass partition that, that sets up a whole other lane. So once you're inside the actual building, there's a lot of twists and turns that are always filled with something to look at and to, to keep your attention, or if you have little ones, maybe keep their attention as well. And, and certainly not unique to this attraction, but it is opening Memorial Day weekend. We are hot and heavy into summertime here in Orlando. One of the great things this queue features, you guessed it, Air conditioning, <laughs> it is a large indoor queue. They do have space to continue the queue outside. I will tell you, if you're in the outdoor queue, it's quite a wait. But because of the length, again, similar to Avatar, they've really seen the importance of getting people out of the rain, getting people out of the heat. So it's a good spot to cool off and relax and make your way through. And again, even if you don't want to ride, you can get into that pre-show. Well, and we took our time. 
Like we we were fortunate because it was a preview. We we took our time in that queue. We did not rush through. No one was rushing we, we, through. We were the door stops. We, we were, did tell people, feel free to feel go around free to us. Feel free to go around us. Yeah, no, we were taking taking pictures and video. You can see on our social. The stuff will be up there, uh, without spoilers. And you know, it's tough to talk about this attraction without actually spoiling it for folks. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine, and I was sending pictures to to them about the the ride for their for their kids to look at, and they, and. They said uh, they don't want any spoilers for it. So you know, I'm aware of that. I'm cognizant of that. I don't, we don't want to spoil anything for you except for to tell you if, you are, if you're a ride, a fan of thrill rides, you're going to love it. If you're a fan of the Guardians of the Galaxy, you're going to love it. And if you're a fan of both, you're going to really love it. So I, I can't say enough positive things about it. Awesome. Well, I'm going to take us through the beginning of the queue because I think I'm generally one of those people that's trying to figure out that first room of the queue where we're going to go into that first pre-show yeah. after we've enjoyed the line there's four doors and i will admit i stood there going do i want front middle back you know i'm all <laughs> about figuring out the ideal position and i'm here to tell you it doesn't matter no it's going to dump you into a room that's standing room only plenty of room for everybody to see um similar to the setup at millennium falcon how we've got that pre-show that everybody's there and it doesn't really change the order of who's riding and it's pretty irrelevant again second pre-show room and same type of scenario and then we enter another queue i mean i will say qq and q for this ride they definitely build you up to get you ready to go well and i love what they did about the use of screens in these pre-shows because it was unique it's it's it literally lines the top some of it lines the ceiling some of it lines the top where the the wall meets the ceiling and then there's screens on the side and then there's a whole full screen that's the whole wall so they really went the extra mile to to use screens in a way to tell the story that it looks like they're popping up in different places very very uh original to the concept material that that they built this stuff from from the films it was it really very much looked like it jumped out of one of the films which is obviously the goal of the imagineers and, and they did a great job and I do think while they talk about that they created this awesome musical mix for the ride, it is a unique collection of six songs, everything from September, Disco Inferno, Conga, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, Iran, and of course, One Way or Another. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Blondie. Blondie took us through the main parts of, of this ride. It was, it was intense. It was great. Look, the Guardians of the Galaxy, if, you, if anybody is a fan of the Guardians of the Galaxy, you know that Peter Quill pops that that cassette tape in his Walkman and immediately the soundtrack drives that whole film. And so they they did that with this ride. And I was going to say, they did it before the ride, though. We heard it in the queue. (laughs) They were doing some hysterical jokes, I thought, with plays on words out of the songs. Um, So really, even if you don't know the whole movie and the whole dialogue behind it, you can really still enjoy and get into it yeah it appeared to me that that the imagineers were cognizant of the fact that they're going to get fans from of the guardians of the galaxy but they're also going to get just disney guests that are going to want an experience that they can understand and enjoy and i think they did it they they had a nice balance of the two those of us that are huge fans had plenty there that we could chuckle at and laugh at and know that it was there for us while also acknowledging the fact that it's a theme park and so there are going to be things that they put in there to attract uh, more guests than just your your really rabid fan base. So again, the soundtrack was was awesome. You know, you, for folks that go and ride the rock and roller coaster, we can compare it to that. 
you know, only instead of Aerosmith, it's it's the slew of things that you would hear on a Guardians of the Galaxy movie soundtrack. So definitely well employed. You can definitely tell that the folks that put the soundtrack together for the movie had a hand in putting this together. That's awesome. So I'm going to take you to the last little bit that I can take you to, and then I'm going to let you bring us home, Joe. Sure. So when we walk down to the ride, it's not a super fast loader. It's cars that are two across, four people to a car, five cars attached. So it's really only 20 people at a time riding. There are two different tracks, ride left, right. They are both the same. We have confirmed that. And that's pretty much as far as I can take you, right there to the chicken exit. So Jeff, why don't you talk to us? People do wonder with some of these rides what it's like, you know, how restrained are you? How do you buckle in and get in? So I'm going to walk the line here of trying not to give you spoilers, but tell you a little bit about how the ride operates. It's a, it's a lap bar. So it's a pull-down lap bar that has essentially a space for you to grip with your hands. I rode this attraction with my backpack at my feet and nothing fell out. There is a spot to put a phone, put your loose articles in front of you. There is a little netting area for you to do that so you can feel comfortable that that's there for you. Additionally, you know, the ride does go in multiple directions. The, the cart is essentially on a swivel. So as we said, but when we talked about this initially, if you're somebody that is prone to motion sickness, just be aware of that as you're getting on it. Similar to Expedition Everest, which is what I think we can compare this part to, it does at a point go backwards. So you want to know that as well. But the reality is, you know, from a, from a ride perspective, it, it gets you going in a certain direction it twists you all around and the soundtrack is, is on fire. So just as soon as you get going, you start going in a different direction. It is a dark ride, so just be, be mindful of that too. So some folks might have some sensory issues with that too. But if you are open to all of those things, for me, it was, it was outstanding. It combined the best of, of every type of attraction that I've ridden so far. They knocked it out of the park. What do you think? Too long, too short, or just right it it's hard to say that it was it was definitely not too long it's hard to say that it was too short because it wasn't short but i it, it leaves you wanting more from from my perspective it left me wanting to go back on the ride just to experience it again then they met their goal because we know for those of us that are true disney fans it's never going to be a one and done experience so they've hit that goal for us yeah i think you're right and and the reality is I think they've done a tremendous job with the specific IP here. I just do. I think, I think they've taken the Marvel IP that they have here with the Guardians of the Galaxy. We talked about it when we were on the queue, the things that Universal's allowed to have versus Disney's allowed to have, and that Disney took this Guardians of the Galaxy property that up until the very successful movie was not a main Marvel title that everybody was all excited about. It became a mega, mega hit, and then they were in all these Avengers movies, and so it's natural that they would find themselves in an attraction they did every single thing they needed to do to make this ride a success, just like they did with the films. I can't possibly recommend it enough. And that's awesome. And I think that that's really what Disney's all about. We constantly say that there's something for everyone. And obviously that's true here. Again, I don't want to scare people off the ride. But those of you that are on the fence, I've talked to a multitude of people who have ridden it, some who know me personally, some who I don't know personally, but it does have that backwards spot. It does do 360 degree turns <laughs> at some point. It sure does. So it, it's the perfect ride for some, and some of us are perfectly content to sit it out. 
tell us, give us a shout out on Facebook. Let us know what you thought once you got a chance to ride. And Jeff, I think um, we're going to have to be back, the two of us, and maybe have another rewind episode in the months to come when it's time for Tron. Well, this was fun. I mean, when you, when you get to ask me the questions, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun on my part because all I have to do is come up with the honest answers. So I like that piece. Well, I appreciate you being our ride master this week and joining us. And with that, I think that's a wrap for Let's Talk Diz for this week. If you or anyone you know could benefit from our show, please have them like and share on social media. And don't forget to reach out to my team and I over at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions. We'll help you plan a magical time. Make it a great week, and as always, keep making memories.